0: Hello and welcome to This Week at Charlestown Road, a branch of the Heavenbound podcast. My name is Jason Harden. I'm here with Roger Schaus, and this is where we reflect on the weekend that was. We dig a little deeper into a recent sermon to give you something to think about as this week unfolds and preview what's to come this next weekend at Charlestown Road. Well, this past Sunday, I launched our new theme
1: for the year. The first Sunday of a brand new year is when we always do that. And We pick a theme, and that theme kind of sets the course for us as a congregation for the year. A lot of our activities and other preaching and special meetings are all wrapped around that concept of our theme and what it is. And so for 2023, we have chosen the theme to finish what was started and uh, last Sunday, everybody got a theme book, and they got a little calendar to put on the refrigerator, highlighting all the activities we have planned for this year, all the spiritual events. And that theme, finish what was started, is really a major concept in our Bibles. Uh, we kind of use on Sunday morning a lot from the Second Timothy chapter 4, verse 7, where the Apostle Paul says, I have fought the good fight, I've finished the course, I have kept the faith. Three times he used the expression, I have. And then, of course, we remember in John 19, when Jesus was upon the cross, one of his final words were, it is finished. He accomplished everything that God wanted him to do. And, And as we noted in our lesson, it's always easy to start things. I mean, there's just a number of things we can think about. This time of year, a lot of people are making resolutions about their diet, about exercise, about money. But usually by February, a lot of those things are just laid to the side and back to the old way they went. And whether we talk about starting a college career, starting a book, starting a puzzle, lots of things people start. But to stay with it and to accomplish it and to finish it, that takes a lot of dedication. And so what we're launching this year is this idea that God has started something, He started something in creation. He started something in the kingdom. He started something with all his disciples, including us. And we need to finish what was started. That was the
0: whole concept behind that. We have broken down the year into four different quarters. And Roger, over the course of the last few years, we've tried to bounce off of those throughout the year, seasons of the year, to give us different glimpses into the overall theme, right? So if the overall theme is finish what was started, we're going to dedicate, Lord willing, this first quarter of the year, January, February, and March, in a variety of ways, just to looking at what began, taking a look at what began. In fact, both you and I will talk a little before we're done. We're going to have some sermons this Sunday morning, this Sunday evening that really just begin to dig into that whole idea. Quarter one, taking a look at what began. What about quarter two? Well, quarter two is
1: going to take us to the steps it takes to finish. You know, again, it, you know, you you sit down and a person looks in the mirror and say, okay, I need to lose 10 pounds. And they say that with donuts in both hands. That, <laughs> that's not, it's not going to work that way. Or, you know, a guy says, I need to save so much money this year, but he's already, he's already on Amazon spending every nickel he has. So, so there are, there are definite steps a person needs to take to finish what they want to accomplish. Now we're looking at this spiritually and we want to look at how do we get to heaven as God wants us to?
0: quarter 3 will well, be quarter what? 3 is facing forward and so there are many passages of scripture that get us thinking along those lines you highlighted in our our booklet sunday morning philippians chapter 3 verse 13 where paul talks about forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead so it's one thing to recognize okay what was started another thing to think about steps in a particular direction, right? But we all know that in order to reach someone or something safely and successfully, we've got to be pointed in the right direction. Our Our mindset, our gaze needs to be settled. The past is where we started, but to finish, our eyes have to be on the goal. So July, August, September, facing forward, this is when our summer series, Lord willing, will be highlighted on Wednesdays throughout the months of July and August. And so we'll talk a lot about the goal using that classic hymn, higher ground. That leaves us one more quarter for the year.
1: Yeah. In the fourth quarter, as we kind of get the get the year to the end, Lord willing, we're going to talk about finishing strong. And, and, you know, Paul would say in the book of Romans, we are more than conquerors. It's not just getting by, you know, squeaking by by the skin of our teeth or just barely making it. It's the finish strong. So is to be pleasing to the Lord to the very, very end. And so we put these four quarters together and we put that little bow on top, finish what was started. It gives us the idea that it's going to take some diligence, some goals, some plans, some looking where we've been, but looking forward. And all that's going to be kind of filtered throughout our classes,
0: throughout our sermons and the things we're going to be doing this year. All right. So Roger, you, you gave us a variety of passages of scripture to think on this past Sunday morning if our listeners have not had the opportunity to watch or to listen to that sermon, it is prominently featured right there, front and center, at charlestownroad.org. But one of the passages that you just briefly mentioned, I think would be good for us to think about here in the middle of the week. Some of those are very familiar, pretty straightforward. A lot of times what we run across in the Old Testament book of Ecclesiastes maybe requires a little bit of deeper thought. Um, it, it comes actually Ecclesiastes 7 and verse 8 in a section where there are a lot of contrasts between wisdom and folly. And the tricky thing about contrasts is sometimes they maybe don't make as much sense in our first pass-through as maybe just a very straightforward sort of of statement that some of those other passages highlighted. So let me read Ecclesiastes 7 and verse 8 and then ask you, okay, why did you highlight this? And number two, what sense does it make? Ecclesiastes 7 verse 8 Better is the end of a thing than its beginning, and the patient in spirit is better than the proud in spirit. In what way is the end of a thing better than its
1: beginning? And when you go all the way back to the beginning of this chapter, Ecclesiastes 7, uh, Solomon does this several times, and several times we would kind of scratch our head and say, I don't know if I agree with that. For instance, the chapter begins, a good name is better than good ointment, and the day of one's death, better than the day of one's birth. Well, we say, I'm not so sure about that. Verse 2 says, it's better to go to the house of mourning than to the house of feasting. Verse 3 says, sorrow is better than laughter. And so when you when you kind of look at those statements, on the surface you start thinking, I I don't fully get what Solomon's saying here. In verse 8, the end of a matter is better than its beginning. I mean, you might think, okay, I'm walking into Disney for the first time. We're starting this vacation, or I'm leaving it for the last time. I think (laughs) starting is a lot better than the ending of it. A lot of people get a lot excited about reading the first page of a book. It's, you know, who knows what's going to happen in this book and what the character is going to do. And then you get to the last page, it's all over. The beginning of a movie to the end of a movie. I mean, all, all those things kind of kind of shuffle through us, and just as you said, Jason, a, a, a quick read of that would make someone say, I, I don't fully agree with that. But now we put it in some other categories, some other context. we understand that. The first day of college to the last day when you have that diploma in hand. The first day when you're standing in the field and you're with an architect and a builder, and he says, well, here's your kitchen, here's your living room, and all you're looking at is a field and weeds, and and then the day you move in, the end is better than the beginning. And so what Solomon's driving at is the completion of something. Uh, someone who has finished well, someone has finished what was started, as our theme is all about. And so those are some of the things, I think, that, that comes out of that. And and I think as we kind of stretch this a little bit, talk about this a little bit more, we'll see why Solomon said those things. And what are some things you would add to
0: that? Yeah, I, you know, as you're describing that, I uh, started thinking about what it's like to be a child versus a parent. Um, you know, I can remember my dad driving through the the bank drive-through and depositing checks. I never saw what was on those checks. I I never had any idea what was uh in the the bank balance statement or anything like that. When you're a child, it's easy to get excited. It's easy certainly to take things for granted. Uh having gone to Disney, I'll borrow from your example as a child and then as a parent, it is a very different experience, right? Both can be very enjoyable, but as a child, it's carefree. You just assume, well, anybody can walk right in here and anybody can have a, a good time. As a parent, you're thinking about not just that day, right? You're thinking about, okay, how are we going to get there? How are we going to afford and facilitate everything that we need while we're there? Not only that, how are we going to afford to get back home safely and securely, right? And so anyone can get excited. Anyone can have a buzz at the very beginning of a a brand new experience. But when, let's say as a parent, you go on an epic road trip and everybody has a great time and then you get safely home, that, that resonates with me now where I am in life, to lay down when you're finally back to your own bed, everyone had a good time. Everyone is safe. You've enjoyed memories together as a family. In that sense, I really do think the end of a matter, the the completion, the, the realization of a carefully worked out plan, there's great satisfaction in that. And I think that applies to living life Wisely, doesn't it? It does, and, and I think
1: what Solomon is, is building upon is the difference or the contrast between a dream or a vision and the reality. Yeah. you know, I, you know, I, I, every person who starts college has this dream. You know, you know, I'm going to get this degree, and I'm going to get this job, and all that. that. And sometimes by the end of the first semester, some people are done; <laughs> they flunked out, yeah. and reality didn't wasn't what their dream was. So the end of the matter is the reality. Uh, not only have I had these dreams. And these goals, but I've walked the steps. I paid the price. I've done whatever was necessary to complete these goals. And so again, when we talk about just the physical side of this, here's somebody at the beginning of the year and they make some resolutions. And by December, I want to have saved X amount of dollars. Well, they've worked at it and they have worked at it. And they said no a few times. They didn't go out to eat as much. They get to December and that goal was met. Boy, there's a lot of satisfaction in that. And they look back and realize, yeah, it was difficult and it was hard, but they were able to accomplish that. Or here's somebody and their goes to, to exercise more or lose so much weight. And they don't have the two donuts in their hands, as I said a while ago. <laughs> and they drive by the donut shop, even though the car wants to turn in automatically, and they don't do those things. And they work, and they work, and, and they get that weight where they want it to be. Boy, that's a good feeling. Because the, because more than just having these pipe dreams or these visions, they've accomplished something. Now, when we take that thought now, Jason, and we apply it spiritually, yeah. let's talk about the dream, the vision. And then the reality, when we think about a disciple, what would that be?
0: Yeah, well, I, it makes me think of this second line of Ecclesiastes 7, verse 8. Not only does he say, better is the end of a thing than its beginning, and the patient in spirit is better than the proud in spirit. That That's exactly where Jesus began his Sermon on the Mount, right? Blessed are the poor in spirit. Anybody can say at the beginning of a brand new year, I've got this. It's going to be my year. It's going to be a great year. These are my goals. These are my aspirations and fall flat on their face, right? We understand when it comes to resolutions or some of those physical things that you brought out, patience in spirit is Really, really, really important. Well, that most certainly applies spiritually. If God is going to work on me and renew my mind and transform my heart and, and make me everything that I can be spiritually, well, the first thing that has to be laid on the altar is pride. Proud of spirit. Anybody can be that, right? But that, that's like hardened Clay that as it is try, as we try and contort that or bend that or, or mold that in some way, ultimately we're going to break it, right? It's not very malleable at all. And so step one is to make sure that when it comes to my relationship with the Lord, I am willing to listen. I am willing to be molded. I'm going to follow his lead and allow him to be the greatest influence in my life. I I need that patience in spirit. Let's take that a step further. Okay, we've got the right frame of mind. What would you add to what this is going to
1: look like spiritually? Well, you know, in, in this in a secondary uh, statement here, Patience of spirit is better than the halting of, of spirit. I think it's where really you're talking about the difference between reality and talk, too. Okay. I mean it's it's easy to talk a good game. You know, I I could lose ten pounds any time I want to. Well then why don't <laughs> you? Well I just don't want to. You know. I mean it's you know, the, the patient person is the one who's gonna be about doing these things. And so the halting of spirit, you know, I I, I could save a thousand dollars if I want to. Well then do it. No, I don't want to. Uh so you so you, you get a lot of talk. You get you get a lot of smoke being blown. And the patient of spirit is the one who's diligent about taking the steps is going to take to, to complete these things. Yeah. And so when we think about as a disciple of Jesus, we all come to Jesus the same way as a new babe in Christ. Some of us have grown up with a family in which we learned these stories in the Bible, we understood, we heard preaching most of our life. Some of us haven't. And some of us, it took a lot of work and a lot of digging, a lot of reading of the Bible to understand, okay, this is the concepts God's trying to put before me. The person who's patient and works with that and looks and asks his questions, they're going to see the end of the matter, and that is they're going to have a great wisdom and faith in God so those are some of the things I see that's kind of beginning here as we think about
0: this idea of the end being better than the beginning. Yeah, we highlight every assembly. Uh, It's one of those things that just gets projected on that big screen in front of us. What we call around here the spiritual life plan, right? That you fuel up by your habits, you grow through your connections, you shine by your actions. And I really do think there's something... To calling this a life plan, right? Uh, it, it has to do with that everyday life, the connections. I, I'm, I'm not doing this simply on my own. My actions is not just that talk, right? It is actually what I'm doing and it is the way to live life the way that god intended it to be. Now, maybe that's the the note to draw this to uh, this particular discussion to an end. Roger, you and I we're a part of a church family here where we have seen recently a number of the lives of our dear brothers and sisters in Christ come to an end, right? You frequently describe that as going through the door of death, and you and I, in, in private conversations, we've heard others. This has been a heavy season in the life of our church family, and there's lots of things that could be said about that. Let me ask you, is Ecclesiastes 7 and verse 8 true even when it comes to physical death? Absolutely, because we look at the journey
1: of a Christian, and as you've said, there's just been multiple families touched by death recently. The person who's died was a faithful Christian to the very end. He was worshiping as long as he could until his health declined. He loved the Lord. He, he, he was doing what he could for Jesus, and we think, okay, he's passed away. Now what? what? What did all that accomplish? All those times he went to worship, all those times he read his Bible, what did it accomplish? It put him with God, and that's where we want to be. Eternity with God is what the end of the matter is all about. And so, you know, so is it worthwhile? It is very much worthwhile. And that's finishing what we have started. We started a journey, but it does no good just to take a few steps and quit. There's no second place. There's no consolation prize. We have to finish what God wants us to, and that's to be faithful until he calls us home. And that... That's that's the comfort we have for the living. We understand that they're on the other side of that door, but we know that they're better than they've ever
0: been because the promises of God makes me think of you know these race uh, races you'll see in the Olympics, runners that are running just as hard as they can. They cross the finish line, but that's not the end, right? That momentum. Carries them beyond the finish line. And in many ways, even, even here, we see the truth of Ecclesiastes 7 verse 8. Death is not the end of our existence. It's a crossing the finish line. And now going on to our reward. Well, we've got a lot to talk about, obviously, this year. We've got a great theme drawn straight out of the scriptures. And I'm sure, Roger, that we will come back in a variety of ways to this here and there But it is Wednesday, and we've got opportunities to be fueled up for this race that we're running. You're kicking off a brand new class in the auditorium. Yes, and so for this first quarter of the brand new year, building off of our
1: theme to finish what was started, we're going to take a look back and just say what was started. Okay. And so we're going to be looking at the first page in our Bible. Genesis and see what God started and go from there.
0: We have a lot of our Bible classes that are focused in on Genesis right now. And if you've got children, we would love, maybe you have never visited and been a part of our Bible classes. We would love for you to get your entire family involved in learning the story that God has told us, the greatest story ever told. In fact, in our building blocks, Track of studies. We're going to launch into a quarter long study of Genesis, and we're just calling it the book of beginnings. We're going to highlight 13 different things that began in the book of Genesis. You haven't missed a thing with that. It kicks off this evening at 7 o'clock p.m. We would love to have you. Join us. I've got the opportunity, the privilege of preaching, Lord willing, this coming Sunday. I'm going to take us back to Philippians chapter one. There was a a verse, Roger, that you just very briefly mentioned on Sunday morning. Paul says in verse six, I am confident of this very thing that he who began a good work in you will perfect it until the day of Christ Jesus. I want to dig into that who is this? What is this God who began a good work in you? What's that mean? And why does it matter? What about at five o'clock PM? I'll
1: be preaching from second Corinthians chapter five, where Paul describes a Christian as a new creature in Christ. And we're going to talk about what's new Again, we're going to be tying all this together, looking at our theme, and it should be a great, great year as the Lord provides
0: for us. And we welcome all of you to come and be with us any way that you can. Roger, thanks for joining me today. Thanks to all of you for listening to This Week at Charlestown Road, our first episode of season four, a brand new year. We'd love to see you tonight at seven o'clock. We're already looking forward to Sunday, the best day of the week. We would love to have you come and grow with us.